Welcome back to Holy Cowie Cubs Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Holland. Our guest on the podcast today is our old friend, Katie Drzezinski, who you can follow on Twitter at KDrzezinski. That's D-Z-W-I-E-R-Z-Y-N-S-K-I. Drzezinski. Uh, of course, Katie, who lives right next to Wrigley Field, I do ask her about living in Wrigleyville and how fun that is, and then... We talk about the Cubs' road woes, uh, Ian Happ and Kyle Schwarber finally doing pretty good. Now, uh, we recorded this before the game last night, so the Cubs actually won a road game against the Reds, but who knows if that, that will be sustainable. But anyway, we also talk about her uh, South Carolina Gamecocks and a little bit about her other Twitter profile. Uh, Katie does Twitter, where or Tinder, I should say, not Twitter. Twitter on Tinder, um, where she talks about some of the wild dating profiles out there. Uh, let's just say they're not very well thought out dating profiles, and Katie makes one of them. So, without further ado, here is Katie. All right, Katie, welcome back to Holy Cow, a Cubs podcast. Thanks for having me on again. You're one of my few guests that's been on both of my podcasts. So, the only other one is Michael Ernst, so it's pretty good. <laughs> anyway, um, we'll just get right into it. The Cubs have had a pretty good homestand again. I mean, stop me if you've heard this before. The Cubs played really good on, at home, and now they're about to begin a road trip, and they have not been very good on the road. So, I guess I'll just ask, start asking you with this, because I'm asking everyone I talk to about the Cubs, what is up with this home road thing? No, but I wish they would knock it off. Um, I, you know, it seems sort of crazy that it's been really night and day with how they do at home and on the road a lot of the time. But maybe they finally can start turning that around after blowing out the A's. Maybe that'll give them some motivation and really turn them around to having a really good stretch of games on the road now. Yeah, and actually, as I was going to ask you, you were at the one game on the homestand where they did not win. Where, Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, John Lester had a little bit of a, you know, just a bad performance. I don't know what else to say. And kind of got lit up. But other than that, it was a very good homestand. But even a Cubs loss is nice to go to Wrigley Field, right? Yeah, it was a really nice night. I went with my mom and my sister. We try to go to a game every summer, so that was really fun. And at least Chris Bryant hit a homer, so there was some excitement. And we got to see the storied battery of Taylor Davis pitching and Kyle Schwarber catching. Uh, so that was at least some fun at the end of a otherwise not-so-fun game. Yeah, that's the one thing you got to like about Joe Madden. You know, you can criticize some of his other decisions, but if his team's getting blown out, he gives you something at the end that's like, Here's a thank you for sticking it out and watching this uh, whole horrible game. <laughs> so uh, I'll ask you, I don't know if a lot of people follow you on Twitter that listen to this podcast. I assume not everybody, but you are a great Twitter follow, I must say. And just look up on Twitter, uh, Katie Grzynski. I'm getting better at your name. Katie Grzynski. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, on, uh, on Twitter. And yeah, you... Lots of content, lots of dog content, and I think if you like dogs, which I do, 
and I don't have a dog, but I like dogs. It's kind of weird, but um, and then great baseball and uh, South Carolina football when that starts up again. But a lot of great stuff. But anyone that follows you knows that you have moved to Wrigleyville this summer. Yes. And you know, I just thought I'd ask you about the whole experience of uh, living at Wrigleyville. What's that like? It's really cool since it's baseball season. Um, if I sit on the front porch of my building, I can hear games or I can hear them singing Go Cubs Go uh, after wins. It's nice to be able to just walk to and from the ballpark. Uh, and actually, the other, a few months ago when Chris Bryant hit a grand slam, I was inside watching the game, and I could hear the crowd roaring at Wrigley about a block and a half away before I actually saw it happen on TV, which was kind of wild but also kind of cool. Yeah, that's so the sound of the stadium moves faster than the than the television signal. That's kind of wild. Yeah. I was also going to ask you, you were talking about uh, the Grateful Dead show was going at Wrigley Field, and I assume that would be a slightly different crowd going through your neighborhood for that. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty busy, and it definitely uh, was somewhat not the Wrigleyville bro crowd that goes through a lot. Um, the weekend they were here, it rained, so I think that kind of kept some people from being out as much. Um, but there was there was quite a crowd that whole weekend, and the whole week really before they played, they had uh, kind of Sheffield clothes and they had like security setting up. So it was definitely something I hadn't experienced before, being that close to a, an outdoor concert venue. Yeah, no, it's, it sounds interesting. Um, so now we'll move on to some stuff going on with the Cubs. Uh, I think everyone on Cubs Twitter, at least most of the Cubs people I follow on Cubs Twitter, is just thrilled by uh, the return of Ian Happ, who is do- and he's killing it right now, which is also great. But I thought I'd ask you about Ian Happ is back, and I think everyone's pretty happy about it. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I know he had some struggles at Iowa and last year and, you know, maybe didn't have the start to the season that he would have liked or that anyone would have liked. But if he can come up now and really contribute uh, at a time when they are struggling on the road and could use all the offensive help they could get, I think it would be really great for him personally and for the team. And, yeah, for the fans, I think he has become, to some fans, kind of a favorite. So seeing him succeed, I think, would be really exciting. Yes, and a friend of the podcast, uh, Danielle Sowers, who might be the biggest Ian Happ fan I've ever seen in my life, is uh, just going nuts about this. And uh, her recaps on Cubs Den after he has a great game are really fun to read. So, yeah, I feel good for people like her and stuff that were that loved Ian Happ and that he's doing so good now. And other people who will remain nameless because I'm sick of talking about how much I don't like them are now safely stuck in Iowa, and it's very nice to see a very nice guy like Ian Happ get take the place of some other not nice people who will remain nameless. For sure. Yeah. So um, another Cubs player that's really playing good of late is uh, the aforementioned catcher from the game you attended, uh, Kyle Schwarber, <laughs> who finally is starting to... You, you know, he was hitting leadoff for a while, and, you know, he was kind of getting... I don't want to say he was getting, like, you know, exposed or whatever, but he just wasn't doing good at the end. And he's been moved out in the order, and all of a sudden, he's been doing great. And I think that will really help the Cubs going forward if they can get anything like this out of If they can keep this going from Schwarber, that's going to be a great sign, I would think. Yeah, 
I would agree. He's another guy who I think just seems like a really nice, good guy that you want to see succeed. Uh, and I think he, you know, yeah, sometimes in the field things are a little rough or at the plate he, you know, doesn't swing or he swings at things he shouldn't. But uh, overall, I think he's another guy who really can be important to the team, especially down the road. I mean, everyone obviously knows what he did at the World Series year. But just in general, I think the power that he can bring to the team, if he can really just have a solid approach at the plate and keep up the momentum he has really will be useful down the stretch. Yeah, so now we got to get to the main guy. This The big thing that's like basically taking the hall was like the guy, all of a sudden, I think I love this guy and I, I'm amazed how quick I've become a fan of him, but uh, and I'm going to butcher his name. I'm just telling everyone in advance. Uh, Nicholas Castellanos. I think I did pretty good, actually. Well, I'm, I'm proud of myself. Uh, Nicholas Castellanos, who is just a hitting machine since he's come to the Cubs. And I, I love this guy. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I mean, I think from a baseball perspective, he's really doing a great job. And I think he seems like a fun guy. Like, his interviews have been both entertaining and kind of like what you want to see, especially out of a competitor, uh, particularly with a lot of the Cubs in a slump. Not that I think they are, like, slumping on purpose or anything, but I think he really brings a fire that maybe they can all kind of feed off of. Yes. Now, the problem I, I have, which I've discussed with you a little bit, is I'm going to have to come up with some puns for uh, <laughs> Castellanos. And I don't know. I'm, so far, the best I've been able to come up with is uh, Castiganos for a home run, but that's not good. <laughs> that, yeah, his name is not especially pun-friendly, so it's going to take a little time, I think. But if he can keep hitting the way he is, he'll, he'll give us time to come up with a good pun. Yes. The best one I've heard so far is the first name they went, uh, Big Stick Nick, which is... It's okay. I mean, it's not the greatest, but it's a good placeholder, I guess. Yeah. Or I guess you could say the Cubs traded for him in the nick of time. That'd be a good one. <laughs> I'm always trying to come up with uh, titles for my articles like that. <laughs> Thankfully, uh, my editor, Mr. Evan Altman, will usually stop me from my really egregious puns, but... <laughs> But I guess that uh, I, people don't follow you on Twitter. Uh, you are the queen of puns, and yeah, I, I tried to compete sometimes, with you, but sometimes I take them too far, probably. But I like to make them. So yes, there's nothing wrong with going too far. I mean, if you don't get people to moan and like get upset with your puns, and you're not doing it right, that's my theory. Because <laughs> our, our good friend. Uh, and frequent uh, guest of the podcast, uh, Randall Sanders, is the king of getting people to tweet back at him his own name in all caps, which is the ultimate yeah. compliment when you're uh, using a pun. <laughs> so um, now we'll move over to the pitching, and um, I'll, I'll get you know obviously you, one of your favorite guys, Cole Hamels, has returned. And I'm sure the ladies and a few men on Cubs Twitter are quite glad to see a Cole out there every day. But uh, he really does stabilize the, the rotation. So I thought, what are you thinking about the Cubs starting pitching right now? You have to feel pretty good. Uh, yeah, I mean, as a whole, I think it has been fine. Obviously, Lester had the hiccup the other day, which wasn't uh, ideal. But I think Darvish has really 
you know, for a lot of people saying he wasn't worth it or he was, you know, they were losing because of him and things like that, I think he's really kind of proved some people wrong. He's uh, done a really great job. Hamels obviously was injured for a while, but hopefully he can come back and keep being a strong, strong force there. And then Hendricks and Quintana, I think both generally have done pretty well too. Uh, Quintana, you know, again, another person that some people are quick to write off if he has one bad inning. And sometimes he does kind of lose it after that, but I don't think anyone has been like a real problem per se on that starting rotation. Yeah, you know, it is good to see like with you, Darvish, like you were saying, like, the amount of criticism he got was way, way over the top. And, you know, you just felt horrible. And, like, these people saying he was, like, mentally weak and all this stuff. And you just – so I'm very glad to see him coming around. And it's – like, it was last start, the crowd was chanting you. And it was so great to see. I, you had to feel good seeing that. Yeah. But, you know, the other problem, of course, the rotation I think is pretty good, like we were talking about. But the bullpen with all these injuries – I mean, you got to be a little nervous. I mean, no offense to David Phelps, but seeing him in, like, the ninth inning of a game, that is a scary proposition. So are you as worried as I am about the bullpen? Yeah, that's a rough situation, uh, especially because you can't really just expect your starters to go seven innings every night. Uh, So ideally someone can kind of step up uh, in that bullpen and take, take some leadership and start really, like, getting them back on track uh, and obviously getting people back from injury will help but while people are injured I mean you have to have a bullpen that's at least functional so hopefully someone will kind of take the reins there and can sort of anchor that bullpen at least until a couple other guys are back and can pitch again yeah, so um, I thought I'd ask you about um, uh, the star of your uh, Twitter page uh, your dog Bentley who I think everyone that follows you is a big fan of Bentley, but I decided to have you him um, you introduce him to the to the listeners of the podcast and uh, just tell us everyone about Bentley. Sure, uh, he's actually laying here with me taking a nap right now. Um, he also has enjoyed living in Wrigleyville. We walk past Wrigley on our walks pretty much every day, and uh, we stop at the fire station outside of Wrigley. The firemen are super friendly and they give him treats which Bentley is slow to take he's weird about taking treats from other people but once he realizes uh, they're treats and he wants them he will sit there and let the firemen feed him treats or feed him treats um, but he he likes to walk around and sniff statues outside Wrigley he likes to visit people he takes a little red stuffed animal on his walk to help him kind of calm his anxiety so people outside of Wrigley really think it's funny to see him walk by trotting with this little red puppy in his mouth. Well, I think we all we all might need a stuffed animal for stress when we watch the Cubs play this year. So <laughs> he might be onto something. <laughs> so now the Cubs in the, about a week are going to do something interesting. They're going to uh, play at the site of the Little League World Series uh, against the Pirates. And now, I mean, it's the Pirates. So I think somebody was asking me like. What do you think the odds are that there's going to be a brawl on the Little League World Series field when the uh, Pirates throw a ball at somebody? And I thought I'd ask you too. It's got to be pretty high, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty high. Uh, I think it's 
Yeah, I mean, if Clint Hurdle's there and the Pirates keep doing what they're doing, you know, I mean, it'd be one thing if they were just having an issue with the Cubs and you could say, okay, there's some rivalry there, but they've gotten to do it with a few teams and have clearly kind of made a strategy out of pitching a certain way and having a certain kind of attitude. I wouldn't put it past any of uh, the guys on that team and some of the Cubs to, to get into it when they play. Well, I mean, multiple managers have tried to fist fight Clint Hurdle this year, so... That's got to tell you something. Can't really blame them. No. I actually wrote an article, which I don't think I ever talked about on the podcast, about all the managers. Like, if they all got in a big, like, wrestling match, who would be the champion? (laughs) And I I had to eliminate Joe Madden pretty early. But uh, (laughs) my champion was the Phillies manager, uh, Gabe, uh, Gabe Kapler, because that guy is in insane shape. So yeah, that would that would be my winner of the all manager fight club. But but yeah, the pirates. Like I think we've had enough of the pirates. Like I think yeah. they're like four and like twenty two in the second half this year or something. So obviously they've had enough too. <laughs> all right. So I thought I'd ask you a couple other uh, interesting questions. Um, well, one's kind of the same question, but. Uh, you obviously went to South Carolina, a big South Carolina fan, and the college football season is, what, less than a month away. Yeah. So I thought I'd ask you, uh, how is uh, South Carolina looking this season? Um, I want to say I think they're looking good. I think now that they've had Muschamp and his staff in there for a few seasons, um, and they've had... Jake Bentley is still the quarterback. They've got some returning players. I mean, I think they have a chance to do a really good job, but they play a pretty tough schedule. Uh, they play Alabama for the first time since I was in college this year. Um, they have all the usual suspects in Georgia, Florida, Clemson, all those teams. So I want to say that they can have a good season, uh, but I always want to think they'll have a good season. So hopefully they will at least make a bowl. Uh, and hopefully do better than just a 6-6 six and six record. But, I mean, I think realistically it's not like they're going to win the division probably, but I think they hopefully can at least stay near the top of it uh, and have a good showing. Even if a game turns out to be a loss, hopefully there won't be any blowouts like we've had in the past. Yes. Yeah, well, my brother, I don't know if I've told you this, is, and people in the podcast, is a huge Florida Gators fan. I don't know how. He just is. <laughs> but... Uh, this year he's uh, flying to Baton Rouge to watch Florida against LSU. So, so and that'll I guess, be that'll be an experience. Yes, you know it's so funny because he went to Tennessee to watch Florida Tennessee too, but he's such like a calm <laughs> fan that even though he's a big Florida fan, like he never reacts or anything. So he'd never get in a fight with any of the other team's fans. It's funny. But that was the other thing I thought I'd ask is my brother, being a Florida fan, of course, is obsessed with uh, Steve Spurrier. <laughs> of course, you had a lot of experience with Steve Spurrier, too. But I don't know if the general public, but uh, if you don't know anything about Steve Spurrier, I encourage everyone listening to go to YouTube and look up Steve Spurrier because uh, he is about the funniest football coach you've ever seen in your life. But I thought I'd ask you about him a little bit because he is entertaining. Yeah, he really is, and I was fortunate to be in school during the era where he really finally got South Carolina to be good, Um, so he was extra entertaining because they were winning, Um, and 
you know, a lot of South Carolina fans kind of have a bad taste in their mouth with him leaving in the middle of a season and maybe leaving a little after he should have because he wasn't really doing much recruiting and coaching and stuff towards the end. Uh, so I don't really, like, hold it against him. I mean, it obviously wasn't a great way to go out, but I think he did a lot for the school and for the community. His wife was really involved. Uh, she got a degree at South Carolina. So I think he was a really, like, I really liked him as a person. The two times I talked to him, he was very nice to me. Um, and I think he really is a character that sort of, in an era where a lot of coaches just speak in cliches and platitudes, he really just, like, said what he thought and did care um which was kind of refreshing to see yeah now um i was gonna ask you because we've talked about your you with the hallmark movies and stuff so i thought i would uh, talk about the other thing you do on twitter which is actually very funny um you have a separate account for uh going on dating sites dating apps called uh katie does tinder and it is like you, you retweet some of the stuff because I don't follow that one, but I see your retweets of it. But there's some hilarious stuff on there. But I thought I'd ask you a little bit about tell everyone about uh, Katie does Tinder. Yeah, it's it's a wild experience. Some of the profiles, a lot of them are just like there's not much there. But sometimes I really wonder like what the end game was and how successful people thought the uh, questionable or suggestive profile was going to be. I mean, I know at the end of the day, Tinder is used by a lot of people just to meet someone, like, for a night. But uh, some of the profiles are a little bit, you wonder, like, what people were thinking and what the success rate actually is. Yes. uh, I believe there was one the other day where someone was, like, where they were doing all those really old lines, like, I I must be Fred Flintstone because I'm going to make your bed rock and all this lame stuff, and you're like, yeah, how does anyone, has that line ever worked on a woman? I can't imagine it has. Yeah, I mean, I like cheesy stuff like that, but even I draw the line, it's stuff like that. Yes. Although I would like to see the Hallmark movie that begins with stuff on Tinder. I don't think they'd ever do that, because those two things are so antithetical, but that would be a hilarious Hallmark movie. (laughs) Well, I don't know if we have anywhere else to go. We're talking about Tinder Hallmark movies, so... I think, I, and yeah, just the Cubs. Look, Cubs. Just pretend you're at home and you're on the road. Katie, can you think of any like what strategies can we use to trick the Cubs into thinking they're at home when they're on the road? We got to come up with something. Yeah. Um. I mean, I guess try to imagine the Wrigley crowd is there. You have a really nice view of the scoreboard and all the flags and stuff. I don't know. I mean. Think about hitting homers onto Waveland and Sheffield and hearing the crowd sing, Go Cubs Go. Yeah, my idea was to put, like, bring Ivy to put up on the walls of the dugout to trick him <laughs> into thinking, I don't know. But hopefully it'll work and we'll get some good news. But either way, the Cubs will be back at Wrigley and you'll be there and you'll lead them to victory when they're home. So at least we got that going for us, right? Yes. All right, well, uh, Katie. Thank you for coming on my podcast, and I always enjoy having you on. Yeah, thanks. It's always really fun. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at STH85, and uh, if you want to email the podcast, holycowpod at gmail.com is a good place to do it. And as always, we are on iTunes. Uh, just look up Holy Cow Cubs Podcast. We are now on Spotify. 
That's right. The podcast is on Spotify. So if you listen to your stuff on Spotify, just search in the podcast for Holy Cow and you should find it. And until our next episode, thank you as always for listening.